But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lin. And I'm Jesse Lin, and welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? This week, it is Mother's Day weekend, and wow, we just had a really interesting hour-long conversation with our moms, and now we're planning on recapping that conversation for you guys. The episode's gonna consist of basically this recap and that interview, which we did all in Mandarin with some Chinglish thrown in. So (laughs) if you're able to listen to it, like and understand it, feel free, go ahead. It's very interesting. If you're not, we hope this summary will pick your interest. Yes, and I'm just gonna throw this out there to hold myself accountable. I have high hopes of subtitling the Chinese full interview in English and uploading that to YouTube very ambitious endeavor um so maybe it won't happen but i'm putting it out in the ether so hopefully by the time you're listening to this if this keeps if i keep this in the edit it means that it exists and i encourage all of you to watch the youtube version of this episode because then you can watch actually our mamas and us and it'll be subtitled in english so you can all understand what's going on and you can tell us if we look like our parents or not half of our parents yeah that's true yes well okay so I found this was interesting. We kind of started very at the beginning, as we do with any guest, which is kind of like get to know them, introduce themselves. And I felt like both of our parents went like way back. They're like, I'm Yo. from Taiwan. <laughs> like my, you know, childhood, like high school years, like young adult years kind of introduction, which is very interesting. I'm not sure if that's like what they thought we were looking what they thought we were looking for or like how they would actually introduce themselves to someone but then again like like i feel like i've seen my parents introduce themselves to new people at temple and it's never anything that's like really detailed it's kind of just like oh you know my name is this is this like it's nice to meet you like they don't really talk much more in depth than that I think it was two things. I think it was like one, they were kind of primed on what we were looking for, not in that question, but like because we told them what kind of stuff we would be talking about in this episode. So I think they were kind of like cart before the horse kind of situation. And Mm. they're just like, let me just tell you everything because I don't know (laughs) when you're going to be asking me these things. Yeah. And they're not used to like being interviewed either. So then they're just like, I don't know, blah. And then I think the other was like what you were saying in a previous, in our two year um, anniversary episode, where it's just like every time we talk to our parents, there is just like, there's so much more that comes out than what we expect. So I think it was a little bit of both because definitely like, yes, your mom's answer to like, tell me about yourself was so much. I was like, whoa. (laughs) But every question we asked, I would say, I think both our moms were like giving a lot of detail every question it's like it's i don't know if people ask like i don't know if they get asked that at all it's not it's kind of like the work icebreaker thing everyone's used to that where it's like tell me about yourself and like three interesting facts i don't know if they have those kind of conversations so then it's a little bit what you said like they're like oh wait what do i say blah (laughs) why don't we talk about like things that were most surprising or like um we didn't know because some things like we've heard some of those stories Mm -hmm. um but like some of them i was like what i didn't know that or like 
you didn't know about my mom or I didn't know about your mom. For example, you primed your mom on this monkey story. Y'all, yes. Jesse's mom grew up <laughs> with a pet monkey, like uh, among many other pets. And it was like such a bizarre situation because Jesse's like, tell them about the monkey. And I was like, what is this thing? And then I asked her like, I'm sorry, is it normal to have a pet monkey no. in like your your village or just small town that you came from? And she said, nah. She just doesn't know, but they always had it. When I tell people that my family is like country bumpkin, like I don't think they quite understand what I mean by that. And it's very like hillbilly Taiwan kind of situation. Because I think our parents came from the same kind of more rural background, but I, I feel like my parents are more hillbilly. <laughs> Yeah, kind of well, sitch. because your parents are actually from like a different part of Taiwan. Yeah, they're like in a really rural part. Yeah, my mom kept saying they were also Xiangxia, you know, like rural, yeah, yeah, like town or whatever, and that's true. But she was still always part of like Taipei kind of like boundaries. I guess the implication was just that like back in the day, Taipei was not built up, so it was also yeah. like rural yeah. um, where she was. So it's yeah. a, I think it's a different different kind of level because there's definitely a lot of like still rural areas outside of Taipei, but. I remember like where where my grandparents still live. It used to be extremely difficult to get to. Like it was like a 12-hour drive from Taipei. And that it like it's a small ass island to drive to the middle of it for 12 hours is like ridiculous because there weren't really great bridges. It was like mountainside roads so you were just kind of like winding around uh, forever. It's changed a lot now. It's much easier to get there, but back then it was like a rural and isolated. I think are the two two things but uh to your point what did i what 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 did i not know well first of all your mom was very um boastful about her athletic prowess she's like yeah. i was the number two long jumper and i yeah, was like was. you better work bitch, you work, bitch. <laughs> yeah i actually do remember she used to sh she showed me at some point like pictures of her doing like mid mid jump hmm. in track and stuff so i did remember that but it, it was kind of surprising that it like became such a like that's sub amazing theme of the conversation because she doesn't like talked about that in a really long time and yeah. she like doesn't exercise at all anymore so i'm like well, where did that go <laughs> yeah wait she's like how she's like not taller is she taller than you no. you're not you're, you're well, taller than yeah, her sorry she is no she is taller than me because and i got beef with them because of <laughs> the fact that i'm shorter than both of them no she but she's not tall she's only five one yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy I know. unless everyone else must have been like a midget okay tbh though i'm really good at jumping um because actually i was just talking about this with someone else which is a, a total a different kind of jumping mm -hmm. well i did track as well in high school but i didn't do jumping but we like tried it once and i wasn't I wasn't bad, but mm. um, in CrossFit, there's like a sort of jumping where you're jumping vertically up. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have like boxes that you jump on. And there were like, there would be once in a while where they'd like do a like box jump challenge and they'd like stack them higher and higher and you add like more things and, and you're like gauging by like the number of inches above the ground you're jumping. And like, I remember I was able to jump like pretty fucking high, especially oh. for like how short I am. So maybe I uh, I got some of her jumping jeans. I don't actually know the body type for long jumpers. Is it like gymnasts where it's like, sh you know, short and compact I muscle? No idea. I, I mean, that doesn't 
make sense to me and like a just like envisioning it because I would imagine having long legs just means you can jump farther because your leg span is just like maybe in any case um other surprising things what did you want she said she also inherited like being good at cooking no 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 she said that she's just okay at cooking oh okay that, but she yeah, inherited but... her singing skills oh yeah that's from my right. grandpa I've never seen your mom sing Oh, she loved to sing. That girl loved to sing. Um, you come back to Taiwan with us. She got a karaoke, karaoke. machine oh, in her it. home. She loves to sing. She is good at singing. Okay. But she does this kind of like falsetto thing as her like main singing voice. It's very Taiwanese, I would say, like that era Taiwanese of kind course. of singing. But she's yeah. good. she's good at it. I guess I just didn't know her dad was also good at singing because I didn't know my grandpa. He like she mentioned, yeah. he already passed away um, by the time I w- was born. So well, on my mom's side, I didn't know that she didn't that she like moved here and then married my dad yeah that was surprising i was like wait what yeah you said previously that they were just like they knew each other from the the rural place that they grew up and just like decided to get married yeah she did say that but my timeline is off because they didn't get married I don't think they get married in Taiwan. They got married in the U.S. Apparently. Yeah, y'all. Well, let's backtrack. Both our parents, both our moms, we asked, like, how did you meet dad? And, like, what did you think about them? And they both were like, Me. No impression. <laughs> they were like, I don't remember anything from the first time that I met them. And I was like, Ooh. Just, Ooh. like, unimpressed, unimpressed. I think the reality is that, like, we approach relationships very differently now yeah. in this generation than their generations. Basically, both of them met in, like, very similar fashions, which is just, like, I was introduced to him by, like, friends or, like, coworkers, whatever. And there was no impression because they just, like, that's how they met them was not with the intent of marrying them or dating them. It was just, like, we got introduced to, like, know each other. And then it was basically, like well you get it's around the time to get married like these are the people you know and like he's fine <laughs> so like here we yeah. go <laughs> and what was interesting is that like my mom did at least admit like the forces of attraction are the same she's basically saying like you look at the person and you're like are they attractive do you have a good job like so it's not like that crazy but it's just like they have much less options than we do now we didn't know that both our moms wanted to work in broadcasting of some sort as their like dream job. My mom wanted to be a tour guide. Oh, a tour. Oh, yeah. sorry, I got confused. Yeah. Your mom wanted to be a broadcast writer. I'm very confused. She said okay. director, but I don't okay. think that's what that is. But she, anyway, she wanted to work in like a television station, yeah. TV station, which I didn't. I was like, we are running too long. I cannot plug this in now but i was like oh isn't it ironic that then your daughter worked in tv later because i did i did work in tv when i was in new york um but yeah i i didn't know your mom wanted yeah your mom sounds like she really wants to travel i feel like you gotta just like throw her some cash so that she can like go traveling well the thing is that she doesn't like leaving my dad alone that's that's the main thing it's otherwise she would definitely go back to taiwan for even with the quarantine but she doesn't want to leave him alone for like a too long period of time but um, no, yeah, I've like offered, I mean, like I, my offer is serious and stuff is yeah. Um, Like she went on a, she went on a tour a few years ago to Austria, Switzerland yeah. or something. I paid for that bitch. 
I'm not. I'm not coming out of bitch. I I wonder if it was the same one my parents went. Like I know they didn't go at the same time, but like they literally did that same trip, like Austria, like random shit. Yeah, it was really funny because my mom was like, "I'm going on a Taiwanese tour with your aunts." So my aunts also went. It was very bizarre because she went on a tour from a completely different country, coming from U.S. Mm-hmm. to visit a completely different country. That's what yeah. that's what my parents do. Yeah, that's what I mean by Chinese bus tours. It's always run by Taiwanese people, but I just call it the Chinese yeah. bus tour. Yeah, yeah. I think the main main concern about sponsoring them to go somewhere is just that they kind of need to be chaperoned at this point. So you have to find someone that will kind of like safely take them. To certain places although like i don't think my parents are as helpless as they like paint themselves to be because they're always like we don't know what to do we don't know you know where to go what to see i'm like i don't i don't know i think you guys can figure it out like i left them alone for a day here in the city and they were fine my parents like to be shuttled around but my dad likes to have freedom like because with our whole wedding trip we'd like show them around spain and we like did the whole thing like they didn't have to think about anything and we yeah. just like planned it all but my dad likes to walk, so he'd just be like, okay, peace out. I, like, woke up, bye for three hours. I'm going to walk around the city and, like, check right. it out myself. Hey, listeners. Wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at whereareyoufrompod, on TikTok at butwhereareyoureallyfrom, subscribing to our YouTube channel under butwhereareyoureallyfrompodcast, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash whereareyoufrom. Thanks, y'all. What else? My mom, um, I did not know. First of all, I did not know that I knew that she did night school, but I mm. thought that was just... I didn't know that was like so much of her education. I didn't know that was like a system. It's like a thing. Yeah. 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 So it apparently we learned that there is both night school and day school for high school and college. Um, Or I don't know if she also said middle school, but like it's like a thing that like the school system can be broken up into day and night shifts. And the night school is like 5 to 10 p.m. So she said she would like take the train because she didn't live in the exact city where the school was. She would like take the train and walk half an hour after getting off the train to get to the school and then do that same thing on the way back even though class ended at 10 and i was like isn't that like sketchy and she was like no it's different times man different times Uh, she also said that night night school was for students with like slightly lower scoring entry exams i'm like take me to i hate i hated going to school early in the morning night school for me Nah, <laughs> I'll take that normal school. <laughs> Give me that normal school. <laughs> nice school for me. Um, I'm trying to think what else they mentioned. I I do remember because my my mom um, has talked about her parents before, but I love it every time when she's like when she tells us that or tells me that the roles are reversed. So like <laughs> normally it's like in a traditional Asian family, like the dad is the disciplinarian and the mom is kind of like the more relaxed individual. And she's like, that's not my experience at all. Like your grandfather was like really chill and your grandmother was the one that like wore the pants in the relationship. But I don't understand how that's the traditional setup because at least like our upbringing the like tiger mom stereotype is what it was. So yeah. that implies the mom was always the strict one. I think the tiger mom thing is like a newish thing. I feel like it's always been like the dad, like my my parents, like my dad's more so the disciplinarian, and my mom's more so like the chill, the chill one. 
Not in this family. <laughs> Reverse for you. Like comparing and contrasting our moms, something that surprised me was like when we were asking like uh, about their immigration story and that oh, experience. I, yeah, super different. And like, honestly, I was kind of expecting both of them to be more like your mom, where she was very open and honest with us, basically like being really lonely when she first moved here and like not understanding the language. I think she... Her analogy was like I felt like I was like both deaf and mute because yeah. I couldn't understand anything yeah. and like she didn't start feeling better about her sh- situation until she had you and then had kind of like a purpose yeah it was all you baby whereas my mom was like oh no I wasn't lonely at all I was like oh this is fine and I, I mean I didn't think about it but I guess it makes sense that she was like because she, yeah she already had my brother who was already like six or seven at the time so she was had her hands full with like raising him too much to be lonely um and that makes sense as your mom said that was the turning point for her when she started to get less lonely lonely was when she had you so yeah the timeline's a little bit fuzzy for me as to like the immigration and then like when i was there but i can imagine that's the case because like as she mentioned you had to find a job and then you just kind of had to do whatever you could with the language skills that you had and it's more than likely, like, I'm just thinking about my dad's family and how I know all of them. Almost everyone was probably working. So it wasn't like you had a chance to just, like, hang out with somebody and, like, acclimate. So it probably was, like, a really lonely experience because she probably didn't have it. She didn't probably have anything to do. <laughs> and nobody yeah. talked to you, which would be really, really, really isolating. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, like, props to all the immigrant mamas who made that journey. Even if my mom tried to make it sound like she didn't have... I'm sure she did, you know, but it's kind of like the whole, like, I was going to say, like, the no no impression of our dads. Like, ask me again in, like, 30 years if I had a pressure (laughs) of my partner at that point, and I might be like, I don't know, like, eh. You know, because you're just, like, you're just, like, older and, like, maybe you just literally don't remember. And I also feel like the further away you are from, like, a trauma, the less traumatic it is for you. And you might look back on that period and be like, you know what? It was actually fine. I think there's also a little bit of, like, trying to stay strong kind of thing. You know, like, it's still still not normal to, like, show your emotion and vulnerability. So I was, because my mom's whole thing was, like, the whole time she was just like, no, I didn't regret it at all because it was, like, the best for my children. And, like, that's all that matters is, like, doing the best for them. And, like, I don't think that was a lie. I just think that maybe she's, like, suppressing some actual feelings of, like, loneliness or sadness that she probably had that, but were outweighed by this, like, sense of duty or whatever. I do think it really shows how centered we are in our parents' lives. Like, you, it's not a surprise because we are, like, the reason, at least for your, at least your mom has stated very clearly, like, you guys are, like, the reason that she, one of the reasons that she came here but to hear someone describe their hopes and dreams as your life is very different from just understand like hearing that tangentially through stories and pressure like to hear someone actually say that your life is like why they did something is it's surprising because i don't know if i would for anybody else you know because now it's kind of like the whole zhuzh is like, you got to take care of yourself. Like not, not, not that you have to take care of yourself to be the point to the point where you're like obsessively selfish, but like you wouldn't sacrifice your own self needs to service the self, uh, the needs of someone else. 
Um, so it's like a very different kind of like life perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably why we're constantly struggling with this whole like, am I living my life for me or for my parents thing? Because they did give up yeah. so much yeah. for us. So it is, I mean, I, and it's the struggle we're dealing with constantly, which is like, I think we've come to terms with the fact that we do need to like value ourselves and what we want and like live our lives. But we can find other ways where we like give back to them and like, you know, show that gratitude without having to like give up everything that is us and our free will just to pay that back to them and honestly like the more that i talk to my parents the more i'm like why do you why did you want me to live this like rigid life because i'm living the life that i feel like you wanted to live the way that you just you know if you had the options the means that's what you would have mm -hmm. wanted to do what you wanted to do mm -hmm. so i feel more and more so as you mentioned like less and less slaved to this like idea of what i what i need to be in order to please my parents and more so vibing with the fact that i'm kind of living my life in accordance to maybe how they would have wanted to if they had the means and the opportunity which i think is like live your best life yeah yeah no, that's totally true because the kind of like recurring theme in a lot of the way that they answered our questions about like what did you want to do and like what did you actually do and whatever a lot of it just ended up being like whatever gave me like the most stability and like mm -hmm. i just got whatever would you know make sure that i could function and like provide and blah 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 it was all yeah. centered around this like stability theme but we did ask them the like the pipe dream stuff and like you said like they they all had the dreams right? dreams like, yeah yeah but yeah. tv broadcaster tour guide like things that are a, a bit more whimsical and like not yeah. necessarily tied to the just like traditional stability type jobs yeah. and to your point it's like if we are past the point of stability if we like already have stability for ourselves why shouldn't we shoot for the things that seem a little bit more whimsical to like those kind of more stringent yeah. viewpoints if that is what they would have wanted to do anyway if they had yeah. stability yeah i agree and at the same time these conversations give us insight as to why they are so concerned with stability because they didn't really have that so it's always this kind of like fear of you progeny falling back into where they yes. came from although like let's be real like i don't think that that would ever happen like even if i were working like a mcdonald's job i think the quality of life would still be like significantly yeah. better than what they were describing but yeah it's definitely eye-opening like I, I think i mentioned to you so i it's just like crazy how much change that our parents have lived through yeah my mom talked about kids not having shoes going to school like that they normally wore like I don't know, were barefoot or had little like yeah. Yeah, wooden thongs or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't want to belabor this because we do have like the full interview with them that yeah. I hope to subtitle um, for the YouTube version. So let's wrap it up with our fortune cookie recap of what their current hopes and dreams are and gush a little bit about them before we sign off. Um, so moving into our sweet treat, uh, we basically asked our moms like, what are your hopes and dreams now? Um, that we heard earlier what your childhood ones were, but what about now as you're like adults and you're planted firmly in the US and blah, blah. And what gave me hope was that even though like a lot of the initial conversation was centered around us and like providing for us, both the ways that our, our moms answered was about kind of like 
them. I mean, I was like partially in my mom's answer. Basically, my mom was like, oh, I want my kids to like live near me so that we can spend time together. But then she also was like, and I want to like go back to traveling with your dad um, because they did that a lot before the pandemic. And that was like helpful for me because I think she tends to be like a hermit. So it was actually like a like surprising thing to hear. And I'm glad she's like expressed that because I do want her to like get out more and like experience more things and like you know just live her best life they're my parents at least are retired so like they shouldn't be held back if possible so i was happy to hear her kind of like hope for something that was like for herself you know yeah um it's funny because you i we've we've discussed this so many times where our parents are basically like flip-flop personalities like <laughs> my dad map, maps to your mom and your dad maps to my mom in terms of like chillness and mm-hmm. precariousness so like I know my mom wants to travel, like I know she wants to go places, but I also know that she really doesn't like leaving my dad alone for too long by himself. And he's the one that has like, is more hermit-like and less likely to go somewhere. So I've yet to crack exactly how to work (laughs) that, but you know, like no one's gonna say no to a free trip. So it's just about finding the right thing that will get him interested. And um, I think the good thing is like having more conversations like this will get me closer to what that looks like. But yeah, my mom said the same thing is just like see her more. And honestly, like with the current situation being what it is, I probably can, especially if airplane tickets are like still not super expensive. I can Mm -hmm. probably go like for a few days over the weekend, like stuff like that. So yeah, she expressed a desire to see me more. And she just wanted to, like, live healthy and happy in general, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then we ended on a fond, forced I love you session with them because we ABCs don't get that shit enough, (laughs) so we forced it. I will say my mom does hug me and tell me she loves me a lot. You guys are so so sweet. I'm a mama's boy. We we do it a little bit more now, but I'm definitely the instigator of that. Or I'm like, I need this. <laughs> I think they'll get more used to it. It's just, it's kind of like the acclimation. It's the same thing with my dad. The last time I said goodbye to him, I tried to give him a hug and he was like, oh, yeah. Totally. I was like, oh, it's just a hug. <laughs> I'm your son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. They're just, yeah. They're just not used to like that kind of like physical intimacy because I, I don't remember him ever hugging my grandparents so that no. kind of like physical intimacy is just not there well listeners we learned a ton about our moms during this conversation we had a lot of fun so here's your daily motivation to go ask your parents about their lives because i think you'll learn a lot more than you think you're going to and they'll be so happy to share with you yeah, so they do will. it and tell us what you learn email us at tell us where you're from at gmail.com or hit us up on social media let us know what you find out about your parents or let us know what was the most heartwarming thing you learned from our session with our mamas and happy mother's day to all of the mommies out there and come back next week for another episode and until then bye bitches bye